Now, I want to think a lot upon the thought this morning of verse 3. But I sort of want to lay out a little foundation here. It may not be too long this morning. But as I read to you there in Psalms 37 and 3, David said, Trust in the Lord and do good. Amen. Now over in the book, I got to thinking about this, and over in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, and also verse 5 here, O Solomon, the wisest king, I guess was ever known in Bible times, he said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In verse 4 it said, So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. So David said, Trust in the Lord. And again Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And as I look around today, and as I watch the news today, which I don't watch a whole lot of it, it's boring and it's... Uh, it's, uh, it'll drive you crazy if you get to watching too much of it. But I see that so many people are putting their trust in everything else instead of God. Right. Amen. Amen. They're putting their trust in the government. They're putting their trust, uh, amen, in people. Many are putting their trust in their pastors. They're putting their trust in their Sunday school teacher, they're putting their trust in their bank account, they're putting their trust on their jobs, uh, they're putting their trust uh, in everything else except putting their trust in the Lord. Is anybody hearing me this morning? David said, uh, David said, trust in the Lord and to do good. And as I thought about what he said here, you know, when you look around us, and a lot of time you don't have to go very far to look until till you see that there's some good things not happening right around you. Amen? I mean, about everywhere you go and every way you turn, you can see evil going on uh, if you're not one of them that Satan has got blind, Satan has got people blinded today. Amen. And the reason he's got them blinded today is because uh, they are putting their trust in the world and in the things of the world more than they're putting their trust uh, in the Lord. Amen. Now I want you to know this morning, sometimes I... Uh, 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 people will say, and I think Tony brought it over, we wonder why that we go through some things here as Christians on earth. We wonder, did you ever wonder why maybe you went through a sickness or why you had to go through this or why you had to go through that? Did you ever tell God, but well, God, I am one of your children. Uh, why do I have to go through this? God, why didn't you stop it? God, why did you take a loved one? God, why not take somebody else, uh, not them? Did you ever question God 
on these things? If you have, I need to hear a amen. amen. We all have questioned God. Yes. Now, I know these people gets up, and I've heard preachers say, well, we're not supposed to question God. I have never felt that in the Bible uh, where God said, don't question me. Amen. God don't care for you questioning Him. Uh, and so we need to understand something, though. Uh, as Tony is teaching this morning, uh, every prayer that you pray, uh, if you are really, uh, if you're really uh, 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 doing it because of concern, uh, or because uh, uh, you just feel the need to do it, uh, and you do it believing, uh, I'm going to tell you, God ain't hears uh, every prayer that's prayed uh, if you are a Christian this morning. Now, I hear people say, well, uh, I'm a sinner, uh, and God heard my prayer. Uh, what did you pray, friend? Uh, I prayed for so-and-so to get well, and they got well. Uh, I said, well, I'm... Sorry, but according to the Word of God, uh, the Bible says that God does not hear a sinner's prayer uh, unless it's a prayer of repentance. They said, well, they got healed anyway. I said, it was not because of your prayer if you wasn't saved. Uh, it was because, Brother Billy, some old saint of God uh, that knew God and knew how to get a hold of God uh, was praying for them also. Amen. Me and Brother Rev's talking this morning back there, uh, you know about this, and, and, and uh, I told Red, I said, Red, uh, I said, uh, uh, it's not God's will uh, to heal everybody. Amen. You say, well, why does he heal some and some he don't heal? God has got a reason for that. Could you imagine if God healed everybody and nobody never died? Could you imagine what this old world would be like? You think there's a crowd at Walmart sometimes. Uh, you couldn't get in the door unless you walked over one another. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen? I know back when I went through, and I don't like to keep bringing this up, but I do it for one reason, because... I've got something to praise God for. Two years ago in January, two years ago, was it March, that we shut down. And we went through a time there, Facebooking. But if that's the only way we get the word out, we done it. God's word has got to go forth no matter what. And then I lost three, a brother-in-law and two sister-in-laws, in 2021, huh? Huh? 2020, whenever it was that hit. In one year. In September 2020, I had that car wreck, total hit, and about total me and my wife. The law said, you're the lookiest two people I've ever seen. Banged us up, but we got through it. And I said, God, why did this happen? God, why did this happen? Guess what? I didn't get an answer. 
And then in December 2021, last year, whatever it was, I got the COVID, then I got the pneumonia. I had two hospitals, a clinic. They x-rayed me, they blood work, they done everything, and they was telling me, well, you ain't got the COVID now. I come out on quarantine on December, Christmas Eve night. Johnny had me at the Rough Springs Hospital on <laughs> Christmas Eve. I thought I was going to die, couldn't breathe. They brought a big machine in, they x-rayed me from one end to the other. The doctor come in and said, oh, so that's just aftermath. said, that you'll be all right. said, it's just in your head. I was told it was just in my head several times. Go on and do what you've been doing. Well, them people didn't know how I felt. They didn't know I couldn't do what I'd been doing. But you know, during that time, Tony, I kept coming over here. We'd done open back up the second Sunday in January last year. Is that right, honey? We opened back up. And I come over here and I preached. And I'm telling you what, I labored. And I, I'm telling you, I feel awful when I was preaching. Do you preachers ever preach when you didn't feel like preaching? And I was trying to work it out of me. And then in February, the last of February, two months, after I was over the COVID two months and a half, they finally found that I'd had pneumonia all the time. And somebody said, why in the world didn't they find that as many times as they done tests on you, as many times as they x-rayed your lung? Why did not they find that? And God said, because I didn't want them to find it. Sometimes, and I was reading the Bible one day, and I read in there where it said, God sometimes will use Christians uh, to go through situations uh, that they may know what others is going through when it happens to them. And I believe with all my heart, and my wife said she came up with an answer uh, when the law said y'all are looking to people, uh, uh, it's a thousand wonders, it hadn't killed you, Mark. And I was standing there saying, God, why did this happen? And my wife spoke up and told the cop, she said, I'll tell you why it didn't happen, because it didn't kill us, because God is not done with us. The reason COVID didn't take me out of pneumonia like it did of thousands and hundreds of others uh, was simply because the angel came up, uh, God was not done with me yet. Amen. If he had been done with me, he'd have tucked me on April. But God was not done with me yet. And then this soldier blow, soldier blowed up, and I quit questioning God why. I just started putting my trust in him. I said, God, I don't know why these things are happening, but I know one thing. I'm going to trust you no matter what happens. Who have you got your trust in this morning? If you've got your trust in anything else and said to the Lord, uh, then you've got your trust uh, in the wrong places. Amen. Over in Galatians chapter 3, I believe it is, uh, uh, the Bible says, yeah, Colossians chapter 3, uh, uh, verse 1, the Bible said, uh, If ye then be risen with Christ Jesus, uh, seek those things which are above, uh, not those things on the earth. Too many people are looking for the things and the material things uh, in the world and in this whole world today. 
Too many people has left the house of God uh, because the devil has blinded their eyes. Uh, amen. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, friend, and I don't keep, won't keep bringing it up, uh, but I just need to tell somebody uh, when you're using that excuse that you're afraid to go to church uh, on account of you're afraid you get the COVID, uh, but then you go to Walmart, what it's 10,000 times more, uh, go through Walmart and they are Bloomington Chapel or any other church, uh, and you using that excuse, uh, you're on dangerous ground. If I was afraid, Brother Dean, to go to church because of the COVID, uh, you sure wouldn't see me in Walmart and out at the Black Stallion eating, hey man. Or up at the Bread of Life eating. I love that place up there. And I made up my mind, Brother Danny. <laughs> I made up my mind. I mean, it was one thing after another, and the wife had a couple of surgery on her wrist and then on her finger, broke it in that wrist. And I made up my mind that I'm going to go and I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, and so people say, well, have you got your shots? I said, I've had the COVID. Uh, I've had the pneumonia, COVID pneumonia. Uh, I've been in a total accident. Uh, I said that one thing after the other happened. Uh, and then a shoulder blowed up and I had to put a whole new shoulder in there. By the way, God, I'm trusting God to fix it. Amen. And he's doing a good job on it. But I made up my mind I'm going to live a little bit. I'm not going to be like a groundhog and run in a hole and stick my head out and see if there's anything around. Hey, man. Amen. Preach, brother. <laughs> he said, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall I dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt. Be fed. You know, I was reading over one of the little prophets one day, the small prophets over there, or the Bible considers them small prophets. And I was reading the Bible said, not to telling a Christian, said, don't worry. Uh, he said, there's going to come a famine in the land. You know what a famine is? A famine is hunger. Yeah. Amen. Without food, he said, there's going to come a time that there's a hunger in the land. He said, but there's not going to be a hunger for bread and water, but there's going to be a hunger uh, for hearing the Word of God. You can hear the Word of God every Sunday morning if you live in Adair County. All you've got to do is get in your car and start driving and you're going to find a church before you go very far. So that ain't no excuse. I don't know how much of the Word of God you hear in some of them, but I know what you hear here. He said, trust in the Lord and do good and you can be fed. And then right here, uh, uh, he said in verse 5, he said, commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Honey, I think I should you preach and I'll preach from here back away. Over Psalms 103, Psalms 103, Lee, in verse, verse 1. Listen to this, it said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Now listen to this. Verse 2. Don't miss this. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and forget not all his God's benefits. Anybody get that? You say, well, what is a benefit? Well, if I've got time, if I've got time, well, we'll take time. It said in verse 3, if you want to know what the benefits is of serving God, he said, God who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. See, there's benefits in knowing the Lord. There's benefits in knowing Jesus Christ. There's benefits, amen, and he was coming to church, amen. There are benefits in it. There are great benefits in it. There's people in the world today over the foreign country would give anything. They would give anything and everything they had uh, if they could just switch places with you uh, for one week, amen. Because they don't have the privilege uh, to go nowhere and to have church because if they get caught worshiping a a risen Jesus, uh, they will kill them. They'll put them to death. But friend, we have the benefits today of serving God. Amen. Uh, We have the opportunity, Mark. Today I'm about to get excited. Uh, We have the opportunity today, uh, amen, to come into God's house. Uh, We have the opportunity today, sister, to lift up both hands and give God praise uh, and glory. Uh, We have the benefit today, uh, amen, when the Holy Ghost moves uh, to move with it. Uh, We have the benefit today of freedom. uh, And if we want to shout glory to God, uh, we have that privilege uh, and the benefit uh, of shouting uh, if we have the benefit uh, of clapping our hands uh, and praising God uh, and saying, hey man, uh, that is a benefit uh, comes uh, in knowing Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, glory. Verse 3, it said, they forgive us thine iniquities. Forgive us our iniquities, our sins. Our sins, our wrongdoings. He and only He can do that. And that is the main reason we need to come into His house and praise Him. Not just praise Him inside these doors, but praise Him at Walmart, praise Him wherever we go. All right, number four, verse number four. Psalm 103, four. It said, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Anybody know what He's saying there? Who redeemeth our life? We have been redeemed. Look at somebody and say, we've been redeemed. By the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I could spill every drop of blood in me and it wouldn't come, it wouldn't even save you this morning. But hallelujah, Brother Paul, it only took one drop of the precious blood of Jesus Christ to heal the whole nation. One drop. Tell me they ain't benefits, and the Lord says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Redeemeth means he has saved us from hell and destruction. He's the only one. He is our only hope this morning. Amen. I'm not your hope. You're not your husband's hope. You're not your wife's hope this morning. Your hope is Jesus Christ this morning. And if you have your hope in getting to heaven, 
through any other way, I'm sorry, my friend, but you will never make it. If you put your hope in your wife, in your husband, in your children, in your pastor, in your Sunday school teacher, if you put your hope in them getting to heaven, you will never make it. Thank God for all of the ministry here. I thank God for every teacher and every associate pastor we've got here in this church. I'm telling you what, I can leave and not have to worry about it like I used to back when there wasn't nobody stepping up my place, Brother Dean. But let me tell you, God put the ministry in the house, His house here. And He just didn't put you here to sit on a pew. Amen. Amen. So there. Now, you want to hear another? <laughs> Verse 5, he said, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed as an eagle. Is that what he said? Like the eagles. Let me go on down here. Look in verse 8 with me. It said, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. <laughs> How many has God been merciful to? How many years I served the devil? Not bragging and boasting about it. But how many years, Brother Mark, did we go down that road of sin? Exactly, brother. And we never stopped and thought for one second exactly. Come on. that God was watching over us. Yeah. Exactly. We never thought, David, for one minute when we were out wild and bumblebees, we never thought for one minute about dying and going to hell. You know why? Because the devil had our minds blinded. But even then, even then, when we were out, no matter what, what were you that sinning in any way, living a sinful life, Tracy, God was gracious to us. God was gracious to us. If He had not been gracious to us, April, we wouldn't have been here this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've got so much to thank God for. <laughs> the places I've been and the things I've done and lived on the age of death and hell for years and years. But thank God, I don't feel worthy to stand up here this morning and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because I am not worthy of myself. But I'm here this morning, not of myself, but of God this morning because He was gracious to me and I knew and I fought Him for years before I chose to preach the gospel. I was saved for years and years uh, and God was dealing with me uh, but since it come to the time uh, sitting in my living room one night uh, about 1230 uh, uh, God said me and God had been arguing for two or three weeks there uh, every night I couldn't sleep I couldn't eat hardly uh, and God finally told me uh, he said you either going to do it uh, or you're going to get out of the way uh, 
and I'm going to turn you loose. Uh, just as Paul said about two of his brethren uh, that talked or done something to his back. Uh, and he said, God, I turned them over back over to the devil. Uh, let the devil have them for a while. Uh, and that's what God was fixing uh, to do to me, Brother Lloyd. Uh, and when I heard the voice, don't tell me uh, that you don't hear the voice of the Lord uh, when he speaks. Uh, if you don't hear the voice of the Lord, uh, then you're not saved this morning. Uh, Am I preaching this morning or not? Uh, let me tell you, friend. Uh, and when God said them words to me, Brother Lloyd, uh, boy, you either going to do what I've called you to do. Uh, he said, or I'm going to turn you back over to the devil. Uh, he done had me. Uh, I didn't want to go back there. Uh, so I had to make a choice that night, uh, about 1230 in the night, uh, either be turned back over to the devil uh, or put my trust and follow the Lord. Uh, I said, God, uh, I don't believe I can preach, uh, but God, don't turn me back to the devil. Uh, uh, God, I'll do the best that I can do uh, if you will be with me. Uh, he said, boy, he said I'll never leave you hallelujah he said I'll never forsake you he said I'll go with you all the ways when I was evangelizing I've traveled hundreds and hundreds of miles in all hours of the night Crossville, Tennessee Memphis, Tennessee Edinburgh, Indiana and all around and all the nights and sometimes by myself but let me tell you I always felt the presence of God God, right there by me, watching over me and protecting me. Why? Because I know what the Bible said. He said, I will be your rock. He said, I will be your peace. He said, I will be your anchor. Hallelujah. In the time of storm. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. I read you some of the, just a few of the benefits of being a Christian. But let me say this this morning. Boy, when you lay out for a few weeks preaching. I hope my thirst and my doctor mate ain't watching this this morning. <laughs> That's all right if they are. They know who I got my trust in anyway. Amen. There's a lot of people out there today. There's a lot of Christians or professors, not for me to judge whether they are or not, but the Bible says our life will tell it. A good tree won't bring forth corrupt fruit, neither will a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. The Bible says ye shall know them by the fruit that they bear. Amen. So we don't have to judge. They judging themselves. But there's a lot of people this morning call themselves Christians. Nothing wrong with them. Don't darken the door of a church. 
They fell into the devil's trap, taking it easy at home, don't have to clean up, don't have to take a bath once a week. Lay in the bed, eat their ham and eggs, pull you up on iPods or Facebook. I'd rather you do that than not do it. Let me put it right out to you there. But you better be careful. The Bible says, beware of his tricks. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in churches today. And I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't want to sound like I am judging anybody today. But you can just tell by the life, and I, and I believe they're good Christians. I really believe they are. But they need to move up. They've been sitting long enough. They need to move up and get about the Father's business. But you know, they, everybody, saved and unsaved, Brother Paul, everybody, wants the benefits that God has to offer. Who wouldn't want the promise of eternal life? Who would not want all of his goodness? Who would not want a man that can supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory? See, everybody wants God's benefits. Come and get a song. God's about done with me. Everybody wants the benefits. You may be here this morning. You may want any benefits, but you need to listen to me this morning. But how many of you wants to make that full commitment to Jesus Christ this morning? You say, well, you mean a full commitment, Brother Al. I mean committing your whole life over to Jesus Christ. Committing yourself to do what he says to do. Committing yourself this morning. If you've not committed your whole life, he just don't want some of you. Uh, some, some of you, you know. He just don't want some of you. He wants all of you. Amen. Jesus said, I'm a jealous God. How many of you this morning has committed 100% of your life to following and serving Jesus Christ. If you've not fully committed everything to God this morning, and you want to come this morning, say, God, I want to commit my whole life to you. Help me, Lord, to walk a closer walk. If you want to make that commitment this morning, this altar's open, and God's waiting.